Hey there, Wolfpack fans. It's me again, Kenton Gibbs, bringing you another episode of Locked on Wolfpack. I've told you what I'm going to talk about this week. As we are past the halfway point now, I would have loved to get in the mid or the mid-year grades halfway through the season after game six. However, Syracuse was a much bigger test than uh, most people would have anticipated, including myself coming into the season. And with that being said, we had to uh, fully break down Syracuse, what they do well, and where they could cause some problems for us. So today, I'm going to drop the grades for the defense in this episode. Next episode, I'll be grading the offense. The coaching staff will be tomorrow, and Friday, we'll be discussing where we go from here, as well as predictions for the rest of the game. So today's episode, we're going to be grading this defense. And let me tell you, after extensive film study and looking at the stats, I um, I have some news that may be disappointing concerning our defense. Stick around to hear more about what it is on today's episode of Locked on Wolfpack. <laughs> You are Locked On Wolfpack, your daily podcast on the NC State Wolfpack, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. So we, I, I look at this defense and I say to myself, what, how, how good is this defense? How good are they? And I want to talk about the totality of this defense on the back end of this episode. I'm going to give you the grades for each unit first. And then I'm going to tell you what it is that, again, the news that some of y'all may be a little upset about. But I want to get through all of these units first. So I'm going to start off with the big guys, the defensive line. Y'all know the rules. Y'all know the grading system. It's not about what I expected you to be coming into the season. It's not about how you were playing according to the talent that I believe you do or don't have. It's very simply about how are you performing for a standard power five unit, right? That's what it is. Even if I expected you to be world beaters, if you've just been very good, verge of outstanding, I'm not going to give you a lower grade because I expected you to be world beaters. That's just not... I'm also not going to give you a better grade if you outperformed your expectations. If I thought that you were going to be complete and total uh, dog water and, and, and then you turn out to be something good, I'm not – again, it's – if you're an average Power 5 group, you get a C, and everything goes from there. If you're a good Power 5 group, B. Great, outstanding, phenomenal, legendary type time, A. Below average to, like, bad, D. Dumpster fire where everybody needs to lose their job, F. So now, starting with this defensive line. This defensive line, I have watched a lot of, and I've thought to myself, there, this is a group that does it by committee. You never know who the guy's going to be in any particular game. However, Everybody does what they're supposed to do and are where they're supposed to be for the most part. And with that being said, they they don't to see the way that at times we can get home with three guys at times. Not it's not a consistent thing, but at times we can. 
to see the way in which our defensive line rarely ever do I see them in a situation where I'm like, mm, that's very clear. You're not supposed to be right there. You're supposed to be elsewhere and the ball has found your gap. To see the way that that's happened, I have to give this group a B. I think they've been a good group. I think they've been a good group. Not only from playmaking standpoint, but also from a depth standpoint. This is a group that rotates multiple guys that can all get it done in different ways. To say that uh, Davin Van hasn't come on and been a bit of a revelation this year, is he's been really, really good in terms of rushing the passer. We know what we were getting with Savion Jackson. We know what we were getting with Durden. We know what we were getting uh, with C.J. Clark. But we, even with C.J. Clark, it was like, he's coming off an injury. How's he going to perform? What, what are we going to get? He's been really good. He's been really Big Josh Harris as well. This is a, a defensive line group where everybody has shown up and played well. And so I give them a B. Some people would say, well, why not a B plus? Why not an A? To me, an, an A means that you're in. So I'll, I'll break it down like this, okay? I do it by like percentiles, right? So if I'm looking at uh, this group and what they are or not or whatever the case may be there, um, it's it's basically a, a a test of or a moment of okay. So if we do this by the numbers, if we talk about what the numbers are and are not, uh, out of 130 teams, you have to be in the top basically 26 to 13 to be in that A range. And do I feel like we're there? I feel like we're a little outside of that, a little outside of that, not a ton. Not a ton. I don't feel like we're we're like right, right there, but I don't feel like we're very far outside of it. So with that being said, again, if you're one of the top 13, you're that's top 10 percent, so on and so forth. I get this group a B. That's why I give them a B. It's, it's not about they're bad, not saying that they haven't done anything. And it's a the same reason that is this thing is going to affect the linebackers score a little bit as well. Our inability to keep contained and to have guys there on read options is a little concerning. Everything else that this defensive line does, they do well. They do it the way they're supposed to do it. In today's college football, having problems stopping the read option is tantamount to having a problem stopping the triple option in the 80s. Like it's, Mm, what's going on there? What's going? Because you know you're going to see it a lot. You know that there are going to be entire offenses whose entire identities are predicated on running this play, a bunch of different variations of it, but this play. And so our ability to uh, not have folks there for the quarterback consistently, because this isn't a, a one or two time thing. We saw it with DJ. We saw it against Jordan Travis. We saw it against Schrader. Mm, ah. That's that's part of why they get a B because it's again they most things they have done at an extremely high level, at a very high level. Would I like to see more sacks? Absolutely, absolutely. That's another thing that's holding up. But everything else. In terms of being where they're supposed to be, reestablishing the line of scrimmage, creating knockback, creating pressure, 
Because even though this, this group doesn't have a lot of sacks, they do generate a lot of pressures. They do create a lot of chaos, make things a lot of, uh, messy and mucky for quarterbacks, which leads to uh, the defensive backfield doing what they're doing in, in a lot of ways. So with that being said, I would give our defensive line group a B. They do a lot of things well, but they also have one glaring thing that goes wrong a lot that you kind of you don't want to see that going wrong. You don't want to see that particular thing that is so popular in today's game going wrong. Like that's that's a that's a tough one to get over. But again, I give this group a B. They're doing a lot of things well. They're an above they're above above average. I think they're a good group. I think they're a solid group. I think that they do their job pretty well. So I that's that's the group that you know, coming into the season, they were the ones that some people had an inkling and saying, oh, they might be good. They might be this or that. But they're the one that there was the least amount of defensive statements about. And they've shown they're a good group. They're a good group. So you take that B, you live with that B and A. Ain't nothing wrong with that. Ain't nothing wrong with that at all. One thing that is something wrong with, though, is this inflation. From cringing at the pump to getting an eye-popping check at your favorite restaurant, inflation is hitting us all where it hurts and it really hurts. That's why I started using Upside. Upside is an incredible app for anyone who buys gas, groceries, or dines out. With every purchase, earning cash back is possible thanks to Upside. To get started, download the free Upside app, use promo code LOCKED, and get $5 or more cash back on your first purchase of $10 or more. Next, claim an offer for whatever you're buying on Upside. Check in at the business, pay as usual with credit or debit card and get paid. In comparison to credit card rewards or loyalty programs, you can earn three times more cash back with Upside. Upside users earning gets Upside users are earning more than a million dollars every week. That's probably why they have a 4.8 star rating in the App Store. So download the free Upside app and use promo code LOCK to get $5 or more cash back on your first purchase of $10 or more. That's $5 or more cash back on your first purchase of $10 or more using promo code LOCKED. So now we'll get into the most highly touted group. We'll get into the group that had the most buzz, the most love, the most all of the things this year. The linebackers. The linebackers, I look at them and I say, well, you know, Peyton Wilson missed a little bit of time. Other than that, this group has held relative health. Where does this group fall in terms of the grading scale? I think it's very simple. Hey, hey, that's that's easy. That's easy. These linebackers are always all over the field. They make plays in the passing game. They make plays in the running game. Uh, I'm sorry, A minus, A minus. Let me get that straight. They make plays in the in the running game as well. They make plays all over the place. They make plays all over the place. Now, I was on the fence between A- and B+, because stopping the quarterback runs is not just the defensive line's job. Uh, the, the quarterback read option pulls, especially in a 3-3-5. Especially in a 3-3-5 where you get guys slanting and movement is all over the place. Those linebackers are another part of what it takes to stop these quarterback runs when the quarterback pulls the ball. But the other things that they do, they do so well, it makes up for it. And I'm going to say this. This linebacking core, on film, on film now, 
this linebacking core is so good. When they're out of position, when they do things wrong, it's always very apparent. Always very apparent. Like it's, I'm, I'm trying to tell you, it's very, very apparent. And let me give you an example, okay? When State played Clemson and DJU pulls the ball on that little uh, naked boot and outruns Peyton Wilson uh, to the to the corner of the end zone, okay? That was a moment where it's obvious Peyton Wilson needed to have better eye discipline and better discipline in general to understand that's not your play to make on the inside. That is not your play to make. There are eight guys, approximately seven, eight guys dedicated to that play and all that stuff going on over there. You, sir, are the last line of defense on this backside here. And when you lose that ability, when you give that up, you give up points. But you know what? I watched that play and I said, man, his eyes are terrible. They need to be better. But then I thought to myself, is that the first time that he's been really badly out of position all game? Because for all the things that Peyton Wilson is, he also is a guy that sometimes you get him to chase the rabbit. You get him to, you can get him to take the bait at times. And so to see that his eye discipline has has worked in in such a way that it kind of helps out with that and that, you know, him being out of position now is much better than it used to be. Oh man, you you can't you can't feel anything but good stuff about that. Uh, Isaiah Moore is a guy that you know his limitations, right? Extremely cerebral, not necessarily the fleetest of foot in in certain situations. He can move a little bit. He's not a slouch, but not exactly the fleetest of foot. We saw that in the ECU game where he got beat on the uh, option route or the running back out route. But you know what? You live with that because again, in that situation. I looked up and I said, now, wait a minute. Is this one of the first times I've seen him get beat like this in coverage? Drake Thomas, Mr. Everything. He does a little bit of everything, does a little bit of everything well. He shows up. He competes. He battles, be it on the edge as a pass rusher, be it detached from the line of scrimmage, be it in coverage. He's a guy, again, he just shows up on film again and again and again and again. So this linebacking court. A minus, A minus, and that's that's not hard for me at all. This defensive back group, I believe, has been the surprise of the team. I think they've been the surprise of the team. Nobody, nobody saw, like we saw improvement coming. I don't think anybody saw this, this group playing as well as they actually have coming. And y'all know me. It's, it's not just about the eye test. Because I, I talked a lot about the eye test with the linebackers, with the uh, with the linebackers and with the defensive line. Let's go to the numbers for the defensive backs. And don't worry, I've still got what is concerning, what about this defense is going to upset some of y'all in the tuck. You got to stick around for that. I promise you, that's all this third segment is going to be about after this. But now, our cornerback group, our safety group, our defensive back, Nichols, all that group, this team is tied for third in the nation in interceptions. Third in the nation. Only two teams in the nation have intercepted more balls than we have. 21st in the nation in terms of passing yards allowed per game. Now, mind you, 
while, you know, we things haven't always worked out and, and we're looking at some tough situations and looking at having some tough conversations here as a, a, a team, we're still five and two, which means we've won ball games, which means we've been ahead in ball games, which means teams have had to throw the ball in ball games. And yet we're allowing the 21st most or 21st least passing yards in the nation, third least in the conference. I, I'm trying to tell you, there is, there is no ifs, ands, or buts about it. There's no way around it. This team is for real. This unit, this defensive back unit is for real. And it's so amazing to me to see that everybody's kind of taking the next step. Like everybody has taken a step to get a lot better this year. Aiden White has turned into a whole different monster. I, I, it's, it's hard to put into words how massive he's been for this team. He gets beat on a play. Um, or I don't even think it was him that got beat on this play, but at the last game against Syracuse, we give up a big play. They make a tough catch. They make a tough contested catch. I believe it was over Turner Eagle, I want to say, but they make a tough contested catch for a big play. The next play, they try to hit Aiden White with a double move. He can't go for that. Like Hall and Oates, baby, he can't go for that. No can do. Intercepts the ball. I'm trying to tell you, this group here and the safeties have been lights out. Tanner Engel hasn't been ejected once. Cyrus Fagan, when healthy, has looked good. Tyler Baker-Williams, same thing. Jakeen Harris has looked good. And, and so there's only one grade for this group. There's only one grade. Only one grade that, that you can even consider giving this uh, defensive back group. That's an A plus. It's an A plus. I don't care what anybody has to say about it. I don't. You can't tell me that a team is going to be the twenty first best in terms of uh, giving up yards, and on top of that, you're creating takeovers at a higher rate than anybody else in the country except two teams. And and you think that I'm going to say anything to that group other than, hey man, y'all got it. Y'all got it. Y'all are playing. Y'all hearts out. Y'all are playing lights out. And you're playing in a conference. Let me and and this is no disrespect. This is this is no disrespect. I'm not trying to hurt anybody's feelings or say anything rough here. The reality is this: the two teams that have more interceptions than NC State, USC, and Illinois. Now, let me let you in on a very very fun fact about Illinois. Okay, Illinois plays in the Big Ten. They won a game nine six against a an offense that has been in the bottom 30 to 20 offenses every year for the last three or four years. That team being the Iowa Hawkeyes. Say what you will, say what you will, that offense is just next level terrible. If the offensive coordinator wasn't the head coach's son, that man would have got ran up out of town a long time ago. But obviously, dad ain't going to fire his son because dad got a lifetime contract. And he loves his boy. So if anything, he's going to demote him maybe, put him in a different position. But he he loves his boy. He ain't going to get rid of him outright. So um, the reality is, when you're looking at being one of the best teams in the nation in terms of generating turnovers and one of the best at preventing yards, you normally have to pick one or the other, right? 
you don't give up a lot of yards, but you don't generate a lot of turnovers because you force quarterbacks in the tough throws and, you know, they, they end up throwing it away a lot or all, all that, whatever. Or you take a lot of risk, you take a lot of gambles, you, you go for it and you bite for a lot of interceptions. But when you don't pick that ball off, Katie did's at the doorstep right over your head. And our, our defensive backs don't make us make that choice. They do not make folks make that delineation of like, man, which one are we going to be? Because they're both. They're both, which is like, I I didn't see this coming. I'm not going to lie to you. I did not see this coming in any way, shape, form, or fashion. But damn it, I'm glad it's here. Damn it, I'm glad that these DBs are playing like this. This is amazing. This here, again, you can't beat it with a stick. You truly can't beat it with a stick. And, you know, again, this... It's it's exciting to see how this defensive backfield is playing because, again, the only Achilles heel of this defense as a whole is the read option. That's the only thing I've seen a lot of that I'm like, God, why have we not figured this out? But everything else we do at a high level, and therefore it's a thrill to see us put teams behind the chains and then have them go after our cornerbacks. And speaking of thrills, I've got to talk to you all about Nissan's thrilling moment. Our partners at Nissan have worked with us to create a new segment across the Locked On College Network titled Thrilling Moments, where we highlight the most exciting play from the pack weekend game or throughout the history of this school. And this week's thrilling moment, I talked about it already. It is Aiden White picking off the ball on, uh, on Syracuse in that moment where you know, things weren't looking good. They were driving, just had a very, very big pass that gained them a massive amount of yards. And yet Mr. White has himself a year and says, hey, I need this ball back. Trust me, it's it's always great to see things like that. And, and this segment has been inspired by the thrilling new designs featured across Nissan's new lineup of vehicles. Pursue what thrills you in that all new Frontier, Armada, or Pathfinder today. Available now at Nissan USA. So here's the thing that concerns me, or here's the thing that some of y'all might not like to hear, because I told y'all this was coming. Here's the thing. And I'm going to say this, and I know some of y'all are going to be mad and saying, well, you're only saying this because our offense isn't playing well and, and it won't be put to the test. At the moment, we have a ton of explosive offenses coming up down the pipe in the year. We still got to play Wake Forest. Still got to play the best quarterback in the conference in Drake May. At the moment, we're wasting a playoff defense. I'm I'm not joking. This is a playoff, college football playoff, national championship caliber defense. I mean this very genuinely. If you put this defense on any of those Oklahoma teams, I'm not saying that they win it all. I'm saying this is a different story. I'm saying that you you at least got some closer games than what they had. Much closer. And again, I know some of y'all are not going to want to hear that. I know some of y'all are, you know, you you done turned me off or, or you, you done got upset about this. But the, the reality is I'm trying to, I'm trying to tell you this defense is amazing. And if they were met with an offense, that was at this level. I don't like if, if they were met with the offense being what people expected coming into the year. 
I don't know if we have a loss yet this season. I really and truly don't. I really and truly don't. And that's sad to say. It hurts to say. Because you've got two losses. Both of them in conference. Your chances of of getting to Charlotte slim to none. And Slim barely got a pinky toe hanging in the door. So with that being said, you kind of live with you kind of live with the, this fact, but to me, it's a it's an all right fact. We're wasting the playoff defense. The injury to Devin Leary, you know, offensive line getting beat like they stole something at Clemson, and Tim Beck going empty set to help him out. I don't, I don't know how that math mathed in his head, but this is you know, I I, I know what people say, what people mean when they say being an NC State fan, certain amount of pain there because I feel that. I feel that deeply watching this defense that brings me so much joy and yet and still we can't figure out a way to get out of our own way. We can't figure out a way to pair an offense that had the ACC player of the year that bought back four or five stars on the offensive line, that bought back a ton of production in the receiving room. We can't figure out how to get that into gear and to be effective enough to at least put up what is considered average in terms of offensive numbers. That's tough. That's tough and that's disappointing. Stick around. The next episode, we're going to be grading the offense. Uh, So trust me, this is is the midseason grade week. We're going to be getting into all things, all units, Let's talk about it. Wolfpack Nation, thank y'all so very much for showing up. I appreciate y'all every single time. Y'all make this show what it is. So keep on tuning in and keep on listening. Peace and love, y'all. And as always, go Pack. You are Locked On Wolfpack. Your daily podcast on the NC State Wolfpack. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day.